The following message is presented by Bayou Vista Baptist Church in Morgan City, Louisiana. For more information, go to the website www.bvbch.org. Now the message. So if you're in the book of Exodus and you're ready to go say amen. So last week, we w- and we're going to skip the plague of blood. We're going to go to the frog. That's where we get the name Ribbit. I couldn't think of what else to name the sermon about frogs, but Ribbit. And so we get here, and last week we talked about the staff being Moses' weakness, but also his giftedness, his attributes, and that any of our comforts can become poisonous, can become the serpent. But in God's hands, they're empowered to equip us to do whatever it is he's called us to do. So we pick up the story here. After God calls him, remember that that spot, Moses, this is the spot. I've got your attention. I've revealed to you who I am. We're not going to do things the same way anymore. You're going to do what I tell you to do. You're going to go where I tell you to go. You're not going to run. You're not going to lean to your own understanding. But in all your ways, you're going to acknowledge me, and I'll direct you, Moses. You don't have to worry about anything. Everything's going to be taken care of. And remember when Moses negotiated Moses tried to think of every excuse he could process to excuse himself from fulfilling God's commands. And remember we discussed God's sovereign. He knows your weaknesses. He knows your excuses. They do not work when he's given his people commands. And so the first plague they went, uh, the water turned to blood. Important that you remember Moses and Aaron did turn the water to blood. And then Pharaoh's magicians did the same. And so a lot of people ask, Eric, do you believe in magic? I don't believe in magic. I believe in black magic. Dark, demonic, supernatural forces. The Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and Right, but about principalities of darkness as rulers of the air. So, yes, there's demons. Yes, Satan has power. But Satan does not have any power that God does not allow him to have. And Satan does never have, have any power that overpowers the sovereignty and the supremacy of God the Father. So you see in the story of the blood, Moses and Aaron turned the water to blood. Well, the Pharaoh's sorcerers couldn't undo the miracle. They could only match the miracle so satan can never in any capacity at any time outdo god but he can seem to duplicate or replicate what god is doing and that's where he often leads us astray often we get confused in what direction to go or what advice to take when god has clearly said if it comes in my name and it follows my standards my will and my commands it's of me But if anything comes before you, and it may replicate goodness in your life, but in its core, if it is not for and of the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit, and under the sovereignty and the fellowship of God the Father, it is not of God. Everyone understand that? Say amen. It doesn't matter how you want to package it. Just because it looks good, just because it sounds good, doesn't mean it is good. Right, The Holy Spirit's to function within you to help you discern. Now let's get to eight. So if you would stand out of recognition for his infallible, inerrant word, serving as a final authority in all matters of faith and practice. Chapter 8 and verse 1. Then the Lord said to Moses, Okay, Moses, we're about to up it. We, of course, God knew what was going to happen. 
We turned the water into blood. That didn't work. So now, let's, let's do the frogs, Moses. So the Lord said to Moses, Go into Pharaoh and tell him, this is what the Lord says, Pharaoh, you must let my people go so that they may worship me. But if you refuse to let them go, then I will plague all your territory with frogs. The Nile will swarm with frogs. They will come up, and, and i got to tell you, I never imagined this possible to where we live now. You go out at night, and the, the sound of the frog, I love it, but they loud. And you can tell there's a bunch of them. Let me talk to you about another thing that lives down here. I know you're standing. Them black grasshoppers with the red on them. Now back home, if it was red and black, it was don't touch. So I'm scared to death of those things. And we had this sweet little squirrel. He was living in our yard and he was dead the other day. I'm convinced it was those red and black grasshoppers. So let's keep going. He says, but if you refuse, I'm going to take over your whole territory with frogs. The Nile will swarm with frogs. They will come up and go into your palace. They'll go into your bedroom and onto your bed, into the house of your officials and your people and in your ovens and your kneading bowls. Ladies, they're going to be everywhere is what he's saying. The frogs will come up on you, your people, and, and everyone there. The Lord said then to Moses, tell Aaron, stretch out your hand with your staff over the rivers, canals, and ponds. And caused the frogs to come up on the land of Egypt. When Aaron stretched out his hand over the waters of Egypt, the frogs came up and covered the land. But the magicians did the same thing by their occult practices and brought frogs up onto the land of Egypt. Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron and said, Hey, guys, okay. Now I'm, I'm coming to terms with this. Appeal to the Lord to remove the frogs from me and my people. Now, I want you to start seeing the symbolism as we go on with this story, and it's almost over. The Pharaoh's rebelling and God is disciplining. God is judging. And so the frogs represent judgment here, okay? And also protection for God's people. So let's keep going. Pharaoh says he's at the end. Tell, tell the Lord, guys, pray for me. I'm done. Then I will let the people go and they can sacrifice the Lord, whatever. And Moses said to Pharaoh, you may have the honor of choosing. When should I appeal on behalf of you? your officials and your people, that the frogs be taken away. We're going to come right back to this. And now Pharaoh answered, tomorrow. So Moses said, Pharaoh, when do you want to get your life right? When do you want to acknowledge God's judgment and his discipline on your life and turn? And Pharaoh says, tomorrow. Keep going. Moses replied, well, as you have said, so that you may know there is no one like the Lord your God. Our God, the frogs will go away from you, your houses, your officials, and your people. The frogs will remain only in the Nile. After Moses and Aaron went out from Pharaoh, Moses cried out to the Lord for the concerning of the frogs that he had brought against Pharaoh. The Lord did as Moses had said. The frogs in the houses, courtyards, and the fields died. Now listen, they piled them up in countless heaps, and there was a terrible odor in the land. But when Pharaoh saw that there was relief, he hardened his heart and would not listen to them as the Lord had said. Lord, I thank you for your word, the truth of it, and I pray that we would find the application of it into the facets of our lives. There would be no hidden areas that we as a church would align with one heart under the banner of Jesus Christ. And Lord, any vision is challenging. You don't call us to complacency and indifference. You call us to passion and sacrifice.
We pray for our country today. We pray for our community. We pray for our families. Lord, we pray that you would bless and anoint this church. And we will give you the glory and the honor. And it is in the name of the King of kings and Lord of lords. The rider that will come, Jesus Christ. Amen. You be seated, friend. So see, I want you to see first, verses 3 or 4, that any time God's hand extends, God's standards apply to everyone. There's not anyone here exempt to any of His commands, any of His standards, any of His expectations. Look at it in verse 3 and 4. He says, the Nile will swarm with frogs. And so, friend, if the commands extend, if His standards extend, so does His judgment. What we need to understand, there's several symbols here, symbolizations that for me and my house, right, I must make a decision. Just as you and your house must make a decision, every man, woman, boy, and girl must make a decision. And God's given his standards. And God gave Moses his standard, Pharaoh his standard through Moses and Aaron. And Pharaoh got to make a choice. And here's what you have to, I have to understand. The choice may be mine, but the consequences will be too. Everyone understand that? Say amen. Everyone know God loves you? Say amen. All right, but folks, you're toying with the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And so Pharaoh, all he knows, and he's worshipped as God in Egypt, he thinks he's something pretty special, so he's going to set his standards. He's going to make the decision. And so the, the frogs come up, number one, and it affected everyone. Moses said, Pharaoh, let me warn you about what you're about to do. You are making a conscious decision to rebel against God. And in that conscious decision, Pharaoh, you need to understand, there's some problems about to come up on you. When you knowingly decide to rebel against God. Now this, of course, is extended to the Egyptians, but folks, it extends to his people too. When you consciously know God's standards and you decide, that doesn't apply to me. Pharaoh, I need you to understand what's about to happen. You chose. You're going to have the honor of making a choice. And so Pharaoh, when you make this choice, those frogs, you're going to be attacked from every angle because God's sovereign. And just as Scripture says that all things work together for the good of those that love Him, those called according to His purpose, do you not think the reverse can be true too? And I know we don't like talking about God's judgment, but the the plagues are about judgment, but also protection. So here's the other aspect. I'm a child of the King. Are you saying amen? Well, here's what works for me. It doesn't matter who rises up against me. If they are not of the King of kings and Lord of lords, and I am, they can't overpower. My God, the same God that attacked the nation of Egypt is still alive and well. He's still sovereign. He's still acting. He's still involved in His creation and preserving His glory. So just as the nation of Israel here is being protected by God, so are you as long as you surrender to his lordship. You're like, well, I don't like that. Well, you know, I don't either. I think it's rigged. 
And I, I've told you guys, it's his world. We're just living in it. Number two, we've got to move on. God's discipline demands that we align with his purpose. Look at 8 and 9. So Pharaoh summoned. The frogs came up, and they did just as Moses in there. And when, when the, the magicians tried to undo God's discipline, it only amplified it. They made more frogs, but who did that do any good for? See, Satan cannot overcome. Satan cannot defeat. Satan can look like he replicates. But God brought Pharaoh, and here's where it starts hitting home. God brought Pharaoh to a point of surrender. Now, I want you to know, he loved the nation of Egypt. And he loved the Israelites. But the Israelites were his chosen, and you don't come against God's chosen. And if you're God's chosen, that promise extends to you, but so do his commands. And when God says, hey, this is what I want you to do, just like he brought Moses to that point and said, no more. You've got a choice, Moses. What are you going to do? He brings each of us to that point with the knowledge of his word and says, listen, you got a choice. right? I can be Pharaoh or I can be an Israelite. You have to make a choice, son. You go against me. It's all coming. I'm coming because I'm sovereign and I love you so much. I'm going to bring you to the point of surrender because God is most glorified in you when you are most satisfied in him. And the best place for all of us to be is desperately in love with Jesus Christ. And let me ask you, why wouldn't you be? So, number three. Rebellion has ramifications. God brought Pharaoh to the point he said, Moses, Aaron, uncle, right? I've had enough of this heat. I've had enough of this sun. I can't do Did I tell you I thought I was going to die? And it was the first time I was like, Lord, you could come right now. Normally I'm like, Lord, look, give me a few more days. This life on earth is fun. I was here and I was out. It's all I want. And so Pharaoh was done. He said, because you know the complaints, you know they're, they're watching the economy struggle, the things are going everywhere. That's just gross. And friend, there's nothing pleasant about God's discipline. He's going to rest to whatever occasion he needs to to get your attention. And so he pulls Moses in there and he's like, listen guys, I've been reconsidering your proposition. And I'm going to tell you, go ahead and take... Take the Israelites and go out. Get these frogs away from me. Let it be done. See what happens. Pharaoh had rebelled against God's wishes. Now, the frogs died. They were everywhere. The stench of rebellion stays until the heart is repentant. Now, here's what you need to catch. We often think that every night when we go to bed and we say, Lord, forgive me for my sins, that that relationship is just restored. Restoration comes with repentance, not just forgiveness. Example, back on the schoolyard, anybody, y'all ever get in a fight? I fought a little bit. You don't mess with me. You ever get in a fight, right? And someone slap you. Next day they come, they're like, hey, I'm sorry. 
Sorry about slapping you. They just give you another one. Now, would you be likely to forgive that and forget that? Now, if they come and they apologize and they never, and they showed signs that they never wanted to do that again, then we can restore our relationship. We often come to the Lord right at night and we're like, Jesus, would you forgive me? And we think that's all that we have in our obligation to the Lord. No, repentance is when we say, Lord, I have wronged you. I've went against your standards. I've went against your commands. And yes, I do fear the Lord. Not because he's angry or bitter, but because he loves me enough to discipline me to the place I need to be. And so he's saying through, through this story to each of us, guys, listen, sometimes we make, we get ourselves in a pretty big mess. And by the time we realize it, by the time we have that meeting and say, okay, I'm done, God doesn't always immediately remove the consequences of the sins we've committed. Just because he forgives you doesn't mean the consequences are immediately gone. But what we want is when we bring Moses near him, Lord, come on now, forgive me, won't do that again. But we expect no consequences. And then when we go out and there's consequences, we get frustrated, don't we? Well, shucks, I ain't going to do this. I thought that was going to go away. No, friend, you ever heard, heard you got to sleep in the bed? You... Yeah. No, that's not scriptural. True, that's just a cliche. But we think, just because we go over the Lord, dear Lord, forgive me, that it's all going away. So Pharaoh did that. And then the frogs died. And then what happened? It was a big mess and Pharaoh's frustrated because the consequences just didn't all go away. And remember, fathers, Scripture tells us the sins of a father follow through the generations. Careful. Let's finish. Verse 15. But when Pharaoh saw there was relief, he hardened his heart and would not listen. Hmm. How many times have we said, Lord, I'm tired. I want to be in your favor. Forgive me. And then there's consequences. They're still there. But we get a little bit of relief. We feel like everything's okay. And then what do we do? We go right back. Scripture says like the dogs to their vomit. Y'all like vomit? I mean, there's a couple things as we had kids that, mm, mm. I couldn't change a diaper without getting something on me. And I got a weak stomach. So, I had, guys, any of you had great intentions of being the best dad in the world? I did. Well, Jeanette's like, could you help me? I was like, uh-huh. Yes. And I took little Aiden in there. It was everywhere. And I cleaned that little dude up. And, man, it just kept growing. <laughs> and you, you wipe it somewhere, and it goes somewhere else. And so I, was, I just started dry heaving. <laughs> 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 right? 
I mean, I don't dry heave like a child. I sound like an elephant. And I hear Jeanette in there giggling. <laughs> and I can't call uncle, right? Just whoo, 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 whoo. Same thing. And mama's, God made mama special. Them, them kids, the kids always throwing up. I mean, they just throw up over nothing. I don't know how many times we'd hear something, crying and go in the bedroom. They threw up. Probably for what I was feeding them right before bedtime. But Jeanette would just be like, oh, I'll get it. And I'm going, bruh, 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 bruh. listen, ain't nothing pleasant about those things. And there's nothing pleasant about living in rebellion to the Lord. The friend, here, here's the deal. Just like, just like Pharaoh. Pharaoh called and said, hey, guys, we need to negotiate. And Moses and Aaron came like, well, we're going to let you decide. Listen to this. We're going to let you decide when. We're going to let you decide when you want to get your life right with the Lord. Pharaoh, we're going to let you decide. Just let us know when. Now, just like we do, hey, tomorrow. Lord, Moses, Aaron, let's do it tomorrow. There's no serious intention to walk right with the Lord if tomorrow is the best you can do. Pharaoh wasn't serious. Pharaoh was buying himself time to negotiate and prepare. Pharaoh had no intentions of of surrendering. If you're negotiating, you have no intention of surrender. Because, friends, Scripture tells us, don't count on tomorrow. That you're there, you're at the burning bush. The Lord has given you His commands, He's given you His standards. And here we are given every excuse. And then he brings, he brings discipline into our lives to bring us to that point of surrender. And we get frustrated and then we get a little bit of relief and then we reconsider. But when it comes time, right, when the altar call is made, when the opportunity is given, yes, but not now. Not now. Let's talk about it tomorrow. What is keeping you from surrendering to the Lord and writing that relationship? Dad, what's keeping you from being the father and the husband you're supposed to be? The guy you know in your heart you're called to be? Ladies, what's keeping you from being the wife and mother, the godly wife and mother, grandma, grandpa? What does God have to do What does he have to do for you to surrender? Now, this is the tough. This is what I'm going to leave you with. Our time is is ending. Moses said, Pharaoh, we're going to let you have the honor of picking. So what do you got to do? And here's what I'm going to say to you. You have the honor of picking. You decide. You decide what God must bring you through, bring you to, to get your attention. You got the same choice Pharaoh had. Now, one, you just surrender. Two, you wait till tomorrow. But you tell me how many things you put off till tomorrow that ever really got done. 
Guys, when she asks you to do something, what do you say? Tomorrow. She'll forget. God don't forget. Lord, we love you. We thank you for the opportunity we have to come to worship, to recognize, to consider. And Lord, we do negotiate. I negotiate. I procrastinate. There is no procrastination with passion. If we are passionate about you, there will be no delay in our response to you. Lord, same as for our marriages. If we are not tending to and taking care of the needs, the health of our spouses, the passion is, has gone somewhere else and it needs to be corrected. And so, Lord, I pray as men, we would all realize we're standing before you at all times. You're sitting on your throne, and we are going through this fallen world. And Lord, often it's easy to fall for the deception of Satan. He can look beautiful. He can look miraculous. He can look like money, health, wealth, happiness, joy. But he's never a replacement for you. And Lord, you've called us all to that place. And you've asked, when do you want to get right? When do you want to get right? When do you want to do the things that you know you're supposed to do? The things I commanded you to? And we all have the honor of choosing. May that choice be honorable. It is in the name of that sovereign name of King Jesus, we pray. Amen. I'm going to ask you to stand, friend. If, if you've been visiting uh, the church and you'd like to make this your church home, and you say, well, what's that about? Listen, it has nothing to do with heaven. It just means that you're a part of our church family here. Uh, we, we want to encourage, love on you, count you as one of our own. If you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and friend, you know that. And you say, well, how do I know? I would put it this way, and please listen, if you have any fear of hell, then you really need to question whether or not Christ is there, because there's no way, according to Scripture, the Holy Spirit can live inside of you, and you have a fear of hell. Now, you may have a fear of circumstances, situations, but friend, to know Christ didn't purchase you worrying about hell, he purchased your freedom. From hell. And so, if there's any concern, please let's remedy that. If you've never followed in baptism, friend, what do you, what, what do you, come on. That is the first act of obedience as a believer. You need to take care of that. What are you waiting for? Well, tomorrow. I think there's water in that baby. I don't know if it's warm, but after Friday, I'll get in it. Lord, I love you and I pray you'd have your way in the hearts of your people. Lord, that we just surrender. We'd stop putting things off till tomorrow. In your name, amen. The preceding message was presented by Bayou Vista Baptist Church in Morgan City, Louisiana. For more information about a relationship with Jesus Christ or about Bayou Vista, including contact info, go to the website www.b vbch.org Thank you for listening 
and may God bless you.